And um, unexpectedly, um, I got an email from council mm-hmm. um, telling me when they were scheduling the the painting of the the roundabout. Um, painting of the roundabout. Yeah, the line markings as you go underneath the centenary highway. Mm-hmm. Right lane turns right, and the left lane goes straight ahead. They sent me the the scheduled notification of when the night works are being done to repaint that, so both lanes will go straight ahead. I'm going, wow. So, because I, I, I put an inquiry quite a while ago about, you know, is that going to be two lanes through there? Oh. And they've actually followed up and great service. Actually. Is it going to be lots at that roundabout? No, no, no. It'll be as it is now, but, you know, the right lane turns right and heads up to the Centenary Highway and the left lane heads towards Himbiyama. Oh, you're talking there. I thought you were talking yeah. down at the Oval. No, no, no. Of course, and then the new, well, sorry, the old, the existing Exit 32 is opening. So, mm. so much going on. It's open think. now. Yeah, I've had yesterday, or Monday it was. I made think. an absolute shit fight of trying to get out of Orion again. Yeah, right. Everyone, it was funny because I saw um, Sharice, who we had on the show recently, mm. um, she put up a post saying that that exit 32 was, is it 32? Mm. Was was reopening and so many comments underneath going, leave it shut, leave it yeah, shut. Yeah, too, exactly. Dude, and like so she said, it was never meant to be there. Yeah. So actually, I think a lot of people are actually driving past exit 32 now because that used to back up onto the highway and just taking their next exit around like they had to, had to yeah. over the last six months and that's probably faster. Yeah, but Especially it doesn't, take, to get doesn't take many cars still on that exit ramp to block uh, up, it, right? So even man. if people want to go ahead. But, yeah, the thing is it's only temporarily reopened because it's still only two lanes. Mm. It's going to be wider. wonder what they're going to do with exit 31 because that's the one that backs out onto the highway now. Yeah, well, what can you do? Because you exit there and you go to the lake roundabout. You can't, you can't do anything, <coughs> right? which mm. is, it is what it is, right? The only thing I think they can do is duplicate the road over the Past bridges, it. head yeah. there, and then that'll just be a left lane, right? Is and there then, enough room there, but? Well, there's a pretty big corridor between the train yeah. line in there, so we'll leave it to mm. the experts. Anyway, welcome to the Ted Shed. Jason and Glenn joining you. We speak about everything Springfield and beyond, and no topic is off limits. Um, mate, we've got a bit to talk about. Pretty mm. big week. We didn't. We sort of had a gap probably last week or so because we yep. did a double. Yeah, a little bit instead of holding off and releasing them, we thought they were both great episodes. So straight up, threw them out there. So all of our, our listeners have been reaching out and saying, "When are you dropping your next one?" Mm. Look, yeah, guys, you know, we're sporadic. We try to drop one a week, but hey, you know, we life gave gets you, in the way. Yeah, exactly. Gave you two the week before, and then you know, yeah, life. Yep. And look, we're heading into Christmas, so busy, busy times. So, but well, anyway. this will probably be our last one until the new year, I'd say. Oh, I think we've well, got maybe one more. We'll have one more, and then I think we'll, we've got a guest coming in, do we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, should we'll be, knock that out. Should be a good chat. That'll um, be a good Christmas episode, actually. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Something to do. Mm. Maybe, oh, mm. a bit late for a Christmas gift idea, though, wouldn't it? Mm, a bit late for an idea, but yeah, yeah we'll know. see where that ends we up. We won't spoil that one. Wait for the next episode because it's, um, yeah, it's a good one. Well, when, yeah, it will be a good one. <laughs> you, we'll sure put it out there. You tell it with us. It's a bit like we'll a, a funny story. <laughs> right. Um, Matt, so, so much going on. Let's just start off with, um, so recent news, obviously, um, our Premier resigned. Oh, mate, the chook's done. Yeah. I'll just go and get it out of the oven. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, yeah, on Sunday morning, just gone. Um, I don't know when anyone's listening to this, but you know, we're recording this on a, what, Tuesday night? Yeah. Um, yeah, Premier last Sunday announced that she's gone, yep. exiting the door. Uh, you know, as basically, of Friday. As of this week, yeah. Not, not mm. staying on in politics, like stepping down a leader and... You know, serving her term for her seat of Anala. And she's then just out. She, she's out and it's going to be a by-election, yeah. That's a bit of a piss take, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you've got, if you've contracted <laughs> for a job, mm-hmm. 
for four years. Yeah. Anna, we know you. no one likes you, let's be honest. Well, some people do, but yeah, only 30% of people voted for you in the first place. Yep. But at the end of the day, stand up and do your duty, at least for Anala, that has backed you for the last, and your dad, for the last umpteen amount of years, yeah. and all of a sudden you want to pull out a year early because you're not the flavour of the month anymore? Stand up. And I think what's disingenuous as well is because there's been so much speculation on her future and, you know, there's been rumblings. And, you know, as soon as there's rumblings, you know, it's gone. It's, it's happening, right? It's she not, checked out a year ago, mate. It's not speculation. But even though it wasn't that long ago, she was still fronting the media and going, no, no, I want to, you know, I want to contest the next election. I think I've still got this, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, she's just cut and run. Yeah, and look who they've put in, Stephen Mark. <clears throat> well, yeah, so there's obviously a couple of people put their hand up, right? So Sharon Fentiman, um, who's the, I think she's the, what, current health minister? Mm-hmm. She put a hand up, and obviously Stephen Miles is, is a deputy. Deputy, yeah. Um, and there was talk that um, Cameron Dick. Yeah. Right? Is so that Milton's brother? Yes. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, yeah. I thought that when I seen on the news. Yeah. So anyway, and I think what they've obviously done is they do, you know, they've done the backroom numbers and, you know, probably um, Cameron's realised that he's not going to get up, so he's mm-hmm. basically gone, well, I'll throw, you know, my support, my support and to- people who support me against you. Um, which, look, and I, I think the Queensland government's cooked. Yeah, I do right. too, mate. The guy does not present well. He never has. He's always, he's always come across as a bit of a Ben Fordham to me, mm-hmm. right? They try to use him as like, you know, this shock jock or this attack dog. They roll him out and it just comes across as, you know, yeah, I yeah. Know, can really barely string a sentence together. Um, but you can get into power by only just stringing a sentence together. Look at Biden. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I know, but you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, he doesn't well, what I'm trying to say, he doesn't communicate and present well. I don't think he ever has. He's always in my opinion, come out and... and Do you think he's a bit geeky? Well, it's just not... Look, He doesn't have that vibe about him, does he? It just can't sell a message. I just mm. like... It's it's like, you know, when I mean, people listen to us and, you know, take it or leave it what you think of me, but when I, I just go, the guy talks, I just tune out. I'm going, man, mm. I can't hear your message because you don't seem to be confident or you don't seem to – and yep. when you are saying something, it sounds like you're reading from a script or – It probably here, is. Here's your talking points that, yeah. You know. Yeah, don't go off this – don't go off these topics. Yeah, right. This is how you take that narrative. So anyway, I think he's going to mm. have 10 months in the job and he's done. Like he's, yeah. They're, they're not going to – Christopher Lee's on a, on a, you know, on a bit of a heater at the moment. Mm. Um, and I think, I think yeah, you know, like most things, right, regardless of where you think they're a good government or not, People get, you know, tired and they want renewal. And, and Anna even sort of touched on that when she had her speech the other day saying she was down at um, National Cabinet, looked around the room and sort yeah, of realised everyone's new. everyone's new and it's time for yeah. renewal. But yeah. the, the reality is there's no renewal in the Queensland government because it's all it's the leader's gone, but the deputy stepped up. It's the same treasurer as now the deputy and still the treasurer. It's yeah. like the same strings. It's the same people, right? Yeah. And And anyone must be naive to think that, you know, the government run, I mean, look, people are obviously, you know, when you look at a prime minister, they go, it's all the prime minister or it's the premier. No, it's a cabinet, right? Mm. It's the caucus. It's a it's a group of people who are setting the direction of that. That's and yes, right. there's captain's calls. Mm. But all of the people that are sitting around that table setting the direction and agreeing are still there, mm. right? And, That's right. And what happened today, um, I think it was today because they've, they've obviously announced this deal. Now, it's obviously still got to go, I think, on Friday. It's got to go to the caucus and it's got to be ratified and then they go to government house. Oh, yeah, and he'll Premier get sworn in. Yeah, well, the Premier mm. will hand in her notice effectively and then he goes, look, I want to form government and then, then they sworn in. You can go and form government now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he said today, right, and this is the thing, and this is on the government and this is just like how out of touch our politicians are. So he's come out and, and he's basically saying, you know, I've – yeah, I'm going to be the, the Premier and, and this is the intent. 
But then the first thing he goes, I'm going to signal to the electorate um, our intent to help, you know, with cost of living, right? And then mm. the first thing that they've announced is they're going to freeze Rego for, you know, for cars. Okay. Right. Yep. And then so all the news what, it normally goes up what three or four percent oh, a year. It's, it's indexed, goes up yeah. with inflation. It'll go up a bit, right? Yeah. Um, but what? So I mean, yeah, you go okay. Well, good thing. But really, I don't think that that is helping with the cost of living, right? Mm. And all the news outlets are going great. You know, great initiative from the you know incoming premier with an initiative to help relieve families from the cost of living. And there's no relief. Mm. They're just not putting it up, right? Yeah. And which uh, is a relief in some respects. Yeah, but because it's not, that would normally come. Yeah, but as uh, I think I said to you, you know, privately is well, it's like saying you know you're in the pool and someone's got their foot on your head holding you underwater. Go, oh, we're just not going to put you further underwater, but you're still there, right? That's not yeah. a relief. Yeah, relief would be saying you know we're going to reduce. Yeah, rego you know, reduce rego, or we're going to do something to to assist mm. you because you're copying these pressures. Not doing anything, not putting something up, is not relief. Yeah, no, I agree. Right, it's the same with the the Reserve Bank. Going, you know, everyone goes, oh, you know, it's an gr- early Christmas present for all Australians with a mortgage because interest rates aren't going up. Mm. But it's not helping. Mm. All it's doing is it's just not getting worse. Yeah. Right? It's not, I, don't, I don't see that as relief. I think it's disingenuous to say us not doing something is relief. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. And what are your thoughts? <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm pretty annoyed with the RNA showgrounds. I mean, yeah, <sighs> Anna's, got this, Anna's got this whole... whole uh, Olympic committee and that's my legacy and I bought the games 32 to yeah. to Brisbane and look at me I'm excellent. Well hold yeah. on a minute. Premier and, and you've done stuff for Olympics. Yeah. You're literally just spending money hand over fist and now you're going to handball this problem on to another government yeah. that really had no say in the way you've started um, putting that ship down the down the passageway. Well it goes back I mean I think the government that is currently in office we're all on the same path, right? But there's been some changes, some really interesting stuff there. So if you look at where, like, let's take the Gabba. So, well, let's, let's just go back to Anna's legacy, right? Because everyone's coming out. And it's almost like, you know, when someone dies, mm. there's nobody ever speaks ill of the dead. It's, oh, this person was wonderful. It's a bit like that in politics, right? Everyone's coming out going, she's fantastic. You know, she, she was in a party that I think had seven seats in Queensland. Mm. when they were decimated. And they've come back and she's contested three elections and she's won. And she only won the last one because of COVID. The people, be honest. the people love it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't and understand And 30% it. of the vote. I don't understand it. But, um, but so much adulation for her. Look, yeah, she was successful in that she's recontested. But, you know, you could say, well, if you've got no opposition, no real, mm-hmm. there's no real contest, right? That's right. It's like Collingwood playing North Melbourne and go, whoa, Collingwood won, how yeah. awesome. You go, well, hang on. Let's, yeah. let's look at the matchup. It's a bit like Brisbane winning the Olympic Games and no one else wants it. Well, ironically, that's exactly what happened, right? Absolutely so this is the did. narrative that's come out. So everyone's going, how fantastic she is. And in her speech, which really grated on me, was when she turned around and she said, look, Queensland's in a really great place now. You know, so I think it's time for me. And I'm just sitting here going, oh, yeah, yeah pe- pe- people are dying because you can't get frigging ambulances away from hospitals mm-hmm. to respond, you know? Yep. Um, really strange Youth comment crime. the other day. Someone said, you know, well, there's one of the mothers who died, unfortunately. She rang an ambulance. It didn't turn up. Mm. So she's you know, basically told her son, oh, just don't worry about it. Cancel. I'll go to bed. But somebody said, oh, she woke up dead. You know, <laughs> fucking idiots. Like, how do you yeah. wake up dead? That's no, yeah. pretty disrespectful. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, you've got that. There's another another guy who died recently because an ambulance. Yeah, Ipswich. Ipswich. Right. That was home. That was right here. Yeah. Yeah. Ipswich. Right. So you've yeah. got that. And I'm just going, 
that's that's one issue, right? So that's that's hospitals and, mm-hmm. and ramping, right? Then you've got cost of living, you've got housing crisis, youth crime, right? You've got the youth roof. crime, exactly. Like there's so much. It's crisis after crisis. It's the yep. DNA lab. Yep. It's everything that this government has done is no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not looking into this. Blah blah blah. They cop it in the press and then go, okay, now we're going to do something, mm-hmm. right? Instead of like, and then it's just she doesn't front when she fronts the media. It's a bit like a podcast, right? Yeah. She says her piece and then any questions, if anyone asks her anything hard, she basically goes the reporter, yep. you know, and, and, you know, sort of plays that spin. She's got a media team of 30 people. What? Just on her image. Wow. I'm not putting messaging out for government. This is just like it's, wow. it's crisis after crisis. And as you said, the Gabba and mm-hmm. the Olympics is just another one. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I think the, the revamp of the RNA showgrounds and this, this information come through radio – a couple of days ago when our, our beautiful mayor, Theresa Harding, spoke <laughs> um, and said uh, we could do the uh, Brighton Homes Arena upgrade for half the price of the RNA upgrade. Mm-hmm. Now, I went to a festival the other night at RNA. I went to Good Times Festival, right? The music festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah I watched <laughs> Limp Bizkit and, all, and all, all that, right? It was really good. But all of those stands, or, so, or I think three out of the five stands in the RNA – a heritage listed. Yeah. So how do you build a 30,000-seat stadium around 20, those? 20,000. Or 20, whatever mm. it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and that used ne- to be multi. To your point, they used to be multi because I remember going there as a kid. It used to be multi stands, right? If you actually look at one of those ones you're talking about now, it's got the roof. I think it's at the um, at, at one end. At the train station end. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. The, the, the roof. That yeah. roof actually used to be one of the tiers. That's right. And then they made it like a fake roof. But yeah, yeah. I, I take your point. So, how do you? Oh shit! How do you Sorry. heritage change something yes. to increase capacity? But here's the thing: that place now would hold twenty thousand people. Right. It does now. Machinery so- Hill. Man, I did the math there the other night, right? Because right. I like counting things. I think I've got autism or ADHD or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We were there, and the place was full. Are people actually in the stands or is everyone just on the ground? No, in the, mate, it was chockers. On the ground, in the stands, the, the whole thing was packed. Right. Now, one of the bays on Machinery Hill, per bay, sat 20 people and it was um, 50 20. up. So 20 oh, people it, it, along the bench. 20 in a row. Yep. Right, by, by 50 up. So yeah. it's 1,000 per bay. So I worked out Machinery Hill, give or take, holds about 8,000 people. 8,000. And that's machine. just old timber seats. Yep. So what do they really need to revamp there? Can they use that? Can they just make the playing field an AFL ground Mm-mm. and sit people on timber seats for a while? What's yeah. it going to be? Two or three years? Well, I think I think the the greater problem is is this right? Is one the Gabba rebuild, and this is what I have an issue with. Oh, the Gabba rebuild's a joke, mate. The, well, the Gabba is is pinned in, right? It's even worse, like because you've got those high rises, those apartment blocks on either side now, right? So it is really hemmed in by those two streets. Was it Stanley Street and Vulture Street? Vulture, yeah, right. So and the school's going to go. Yeah, the school's gone. Yeah, because that back will be staging out the back, mm-hmm. right? But you're really in a situation where it's landlocked, mm-hmm. so you can't really have great forecourts like you would around an MCG or you know the SCG, all of these. Yeah big gathering spaces, right? Everyone's hemmed in, you know, dodging traffic. And, yes, they're going to put a concourse over from the Gabba across Ipswich Road mm-hmm. and down there, so you'll have like a walk. But that's still yeah, – whatever, yeah. Right, that's only to a couple of gates. It's not around the whole precinct. That's yeah, right. I said you've got apartments there. It's like it's in a residential area. Yep. So – but it's going to cost billions. Well, the estimated is $3 billion now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're it, nine years away. Yeah. That'll be and a $10 billion – how much Seven was it when they started? How much was it when they started? One. 
Right. And then now it's so three. already, yeah, we're talking not, you know, here's a hundred million increase. We're talking doubling like mm-hmm. one billion to three, you know, two billion, even more. Right? Mate, and, and in 10 years, that'll, that'll double again, if not yeah. double so four, plus. So four year project. So they're going to do that in the four years up to the Olympics. So That's we're right. talking. So starting 2028. Yeah, 2028. 2028. So, so we're what, five years from that? Yeah, it's huge. So, man, cost of, and oh. even why that build is going on. Mm. The cost of that bill will go up. Why that bill it's goes up? It's going to be blowouts and delays. We know that. But right? why wouldn't you? Let's look at Homebush. Do you think Sydney was a a successful Olympics? Well, it was touted as you know. Well, IOC will say it's the best ever, but they mm-hmm. the best ever is every one that they just had. So yes, but, but there's a there is that is still a facility that's used today. That's right, and it's twenty five minutes out of the major capital city. Yeah, where's Brighton Homes? Yeah. 25 out. And then you could build that. Not that it's going to happen. We know it's not going to happen at the Gabba, but here's a hypothetical. You could build that massive precinct like the MCG where you've got all those big areas around it and, you know, that excitement about a big stadium. And I don't mate, know. There's, there's so much land there to use. But even if we build the 20,000-seat stadium, mm. AFLW is growing at a great rate of knots. Yeah. Right. I've got another gripe with the AFLW at the moment too with oh, the what they line. did the other day. Yeah, that pissed me off majorly. Yeah, we'll but come we'll, we'll that. come into yeah. that. Yeah. But the AFLW <laughs> is growing massively. There's a train line right there. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of heartache for people that are on the north side of Brisbane that are line supporters, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Drive your car to a park and ride. Yeah. Set up a park and ride out at Richlands. Set up a park and ride, you know, on the north side of Brisbane where they can come Bust in, get on a train, and come all the way straight out to Springfield. Have you ever been to Homebush in Sydney? No, I haven't. Well, the thing is, and I ha- I have <clears throat> both driven there to go to a concert, or netball, sorry, netball finals yep. um, down there recently. And um, previously on a holiday to Sydney, caught the train out there, right? And it is, it's not on a train line. There is a train to Homebush, right? But you actually catch, it's like saying, I'm going to catch the train to Ipswich, mm. but then I've got to get off at Dara and then catch it like a connector to go that one station or two stations into Homebush and out, right? Yeah, which is so, basically Springfield line. Yeah, so it's not it's not a dedicated line as well. So, yeah, to do that in Sydney, um, yeah, you can either drive there, there's a ton of parking, right, or the train, but it's not it's not on a major train line, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back back to the Gabba quickly. What I don't understand is they say, you know, and then we'll talk about Stephen Miles again and stupid comments he said in the past. When the lights went out at that game last yep. year um, or this year, he said – well, see, that's another reason we need to upgrade the Gabba. What a dickhead. You go, fucking just fix the transformer or the cabling. It's a piece of infrastructure, right? Yeah, that's fix right. It. And it's been there for fucking 20 <clears throat> years, you moron. Yeah, and I think the ground is 30 years old. But the other thing they keep saying now is, oh, we need to rebuild it because it's not accessible. It's not a, it doesn't meet accessibility standards today. And I go, yes, I get for, that. Uh, yes, I get that, correct. right? But knowing the venue, right, there are concourses. There are plenty of opportunities in that stadium to actually, you know, they already do have quite a number of, of accessibility seating. But to get, like, lifts and stuff, you can retrofit that, especially yeah. on the outside of a building. 100%. If you know gate two and the way that that sits in the concourse, you can put and Easily. lift corridors and, yep. and other things to make it accessible, right? Um, but the biggest gripe that I have is it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to be much bigger. Eight thousand more seats. Yeah, it's still it's going to be Australia's major capitals. It's going to sorry the smallest stadium in a capital city in Australia. Yeah, correct. So it's only going to hold. What does the Gabba hold now? Thirty five. Yeah. So it's going to hold what forty three. <clears throat> but here's the irony of doing that: going to forty three. What are we hosting there? The world's biggest sporting event or athletics event yeah. 
yep. in one of the smallest stadiums. And what did Homebush hold? 100,000? Yeah, you got to just be in a situation where we go, oh, guess what? We've got the Olympics. Oh, fucking good luck if you want to go to an opening or closing ceremony yeah. or go to the 100 metre athletics because it's going to be sold out. Sorry, we've only, only got yeah. a capacity of 40,000. That's all right. So where do you think – like I know we've spoken about um, <clears throat> Victoria Park. I think Victoria Park. Yeah. You and there's a reason for it. Right? Yeah, this yeah. is why. One the, – the, and the Lord Mayor's a really – Brisbane Lord Mayor was, you know, obviously very supportive. He's now pulled his support for Gabba rebuilds and, and yep. all of this other bullshit, right? And, and there's reasons why, because they want council to help fund the RNA upgrade. They want the AFL and Cricket Australia to help fund the upgrade. Now, yep. my take on it quickly is if you're going to spend $3 billion on a stadium – 120 million to upgrade a facility is a fucking drop in the ocean. Why would mm. you even be asking somebody? Right? It's like saying to to you know somebody we're gonna we've got a venue now, but what we're gonna do is take it away for, for four years, but we want you to drop in like 91 million, right, to, to play at a venue that you're only going to use temporarily, and then we'll put you back. Like, that's right, that's and that's not that's a, a four cost. year plan. Mm. Yep. So that's 25 million dollars per year. Yeah, which is 500 thousand dollars per week. Yeah, for a four year period. No one in their fucking right mind's getting involved in that. So now let's take Victoria Park. When the government closed, or the the Queensland, I'm not Queensland, the Brisbane City Council closed the golf, golf course there. Yeah. Um, there Is was that done all, now? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So the driving range and, and the putt part and, and the restaurants is there. And, and the function rooms are all still there, but the golf course is, is done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so they closed that and they announced all these major grand plans. You know, they're going, oh, it's going to be this and we're going to have that, and you know, they're almost like talking like Marina Bay. Sort of gardens by oh, the wow. bay, and mm. you know, all, of, and then like and they keep going. Oh, but that's going to cost. So now it's been scaled back. So almost what we're at now is a couple of bougainvilliers. What we're going to do is just going <laughs> to just you know yeah take the greens out and just yeah. leave it as park space, right? Are oh, you kidding? It's not doing a huge. And who's amount maintaining it? Not do, well, council will, but it's just going to be green. I'm just going fuck really. So what I did a while ago, I think I don't know if we yeah. talked about it on a future episode, is I looked at the size of Victoria Park. Mm-hmm. Then I looked at the precinct in the, in Melbourne where it's got the tennis centre yeah. and the MCG, right? If you took that footprint of, of oh yeah, Australia's biggest stadium, the MCG, and the tennis centre with multiple stadiums and plonked it on top of somewhere in Victoria Park, right, it's not even using a 15th of fuck all of that space. Yeah. It's a, actually a very small footprint of the entire green space. So you could still do what you wanted to do for Victoria Park and have a green space, but it could be – if you like the the forecourt or the lead up to a precinct like that, imagine mm. getting walking off at a bus through. station. And you're, yeah, exactly. You're walking through. It's like that. walking up to the MCG. There's a lot of gardens it's, around, right? Yeah, when you come along the Yarra, the mm-hmm. same sort of thing when you come from the city. But the other thing is about Victoria Park is there's busway there. Mm-hmm. Right? It's well connected via busways for for different. It's central, and the train line like that goes and services like the Cross River Rail yes. is actually now going to come in from away. Dutton Park. Yep. is going to come through Roma Street and basically along that inner city bypass. So you could mm-hmm. put a station there mm-hmm. with an overpass into the facility. So you could go yep. Greenfield, build it right, build it big, right? It's not landlocked. But how much? And it's in the city. Well, it's probably going to cost less than rebuilding the Gabba. Do you reckon you could build the MCG for less? Because you don't have to fucking tear down yeah. the existing facility. You just go Greenfield, surface prep, build it. Yeah. Right? I yep. think, look, it might be, even if it's comparable, at least it gives Brisbane two stadiums of different yep. sizes. Yeah. Right? So if we do have, you know, conflict on, because at the moment we've got two, we've got a football stadium. Yeah. Oh, if you've got rugby an, NRL for rugby league. But right? here's and then the you've thing got- Suncorp holds more than the Gabba. Yeah, I know. So why wouldn't you have the Olympics there? <clears throat> and there's a train station right outside. Mm-hmm. 
Why, why wouldn't you have it at – because athletic track has got to fit in there, mate. It's got to be round. You, well, it's got to have a 400-metre athletic track, plus yeah, then you've okay. got to have the other you know, capability for your, your long jumps and, and all of that. So you need the, the field space, right? Is the, is the gap big enough or are they going to take out some of the bottoms and then build up? Um, is that the plan? Are they going to bring the field out to be wider? I, well, I think the stadium's going more oval. Right. So then going forward for an AFL for an match, AFL? you're further away from the game. Yeah, or do they just yeah, it's like, is the is the field shape going to change? Mm. But these are things. Well, to you address, can mark right? a field however you want, right? Yeah, correct. Right. But then so you might have thirty meters to the nearest grant to the nearest seat rather than yeah, I don't ten think, meters. No, I don't think that's the intent. I think the way it'll probably maybe it's a larger playing surface in the end, and everyone will sit close to the boundary. But you know, it'll be based on the the length of the athletic track will determine that. Because mm. um, you've, you've only got to look at you, you, look. It's really interesting, Brisbane. Because remember we had the. Um, 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 Com Games, mm. right? And there was at Nathan Campus, right? Oh, yeah, I remember that. So yeah. that, that venue is still there. It's got two athletic tracks there, right? We're not even talking about so that. So why aren't we revamping that one? Because there's no way to get to it. But this is the, this is the thing. Yeah. Right? If, if, if you're going to build a stadium and stuff like that, it's the thing that what they really need to talk about, right? And what they want is... But you've got the busway runs down the highway there. Yeah, oh, look, you, you made it serviced us in 88. You could definitely turn around Do you know and what go. I mean? Spend the $5 billion on an infrastructure upgrade of the of the stadium there and yeah. spend $5 billion on the roads leading into it. But look, here's my whole take on the Gabba is is before the Olympics, right? All the councils, remember all the councils got together? They had this like, you know, Gold Coast oh, City we're Council. Gonna, we're going to do it all together. Everyone's going to be you know, up to Cairns, everywhere. It was going to go everywhere. Well, it's like Queensland's yeah, Olympics. It was united. And the whole idea was is the Olympics was going to leave a legacy for all of Brisbane. No, it's not. Now. What are we talking about now? The only thing we're getting, the only thing that's on the table. Together. Exactly, is the stadium and, and rebuild. And an RNA showgrounds that'll hold 20,000 more seats. Yeah. That right. might be good for the ca- camping and caravan expo when, when you're having a hot dog. Up in the stands looking at Do you know what I mean? I get it. But look, the RNA is a double-edged sword, right? It could be, you know, you could use it for other things. You can. When you you upgrade it. Because we just talked about what if there was a stadium at Victoria Park and the Gabba. We go, okay, well, what if we had, the Gabba was our big venue, but then for something that you wouldn't sell out the Gabba, right? Let's say you wanted to play an AFLW grand final. Yep. Right? And you go, I want 20,000 seats. Brighton Homes only eight, if that was the case. You go, not going to sell the Gabba. Maybe the RNA showgrounds is where you could play that, yep, right? Or you right. could play some Big Bash, or you know, when it's when nobody's Bring following the baseball the back there. The bandit used Anything. to play there, right? Yeah, lots of things. Um, but I think the the challenge is 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 we're not getting anything for Brisbane. I do not see anything like they go. They could turn around and go, "We're going to improve transport." We go, "Why?" We've already building Cross River Rail had nothing mm. to do with the Olympics and was beforehand. You've got Brisbane Metro, which is these you know like banana buses of you know, that driving around Brisbane City Councils championing that. Well, what is the legacy of the Olympics for Brisbane? Yeah, nothing. I'm not, nothing. What nothing. is the what is the legacy for Logan? What That's is the right. legacy for North? You know, the yeah. the North side. Are we Sunshine Coast, Gold what, Coast? What are we getting? Nothing. Ipswich. Ipswich has been absolutely forgotten about from what, from what I can understand from the, what the council's saying. But yeah, but like totally same, just what, sorry, guys, you're out. What? So when they say they're going to deliver a legacy, which will improve the lives of people all across you know southeast Queensland. I've not seen one thing yet. And you go back to what we talked about before with our Premier, right? We don't have an Olympic committee. We don't have an independent body with oversight. We have basically the Premier is the minister for the Olympics, mm. right? It's a closed shop. 
Right. So she's Pe- making all those decisions. People, yeah, people are sounding stuff out. There's no transparency. Like it's going to yeah. be, and I don't even know what happens now. I mean, she's stepping down. What does what does that mean? Yeah, well, that's the Who thing, right? Over? She's bought on this thing that's going to cost us billions of dollars. Yeah. And gone, you know what, guys, I'm just not feeling it this week. I'm out. Yeah, we're in a good place now, she said. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will get back to your... Um, AFL, what? Yep. Oh, hang on. I just had something queued up and I've just lost it. Please just bear with me for That's two right. seconds while I've it. Um, so, yeah, look, the other thing that we talked about, like in there, right, we've, we've been wanting to talk about for a while is youth, youth crime in this state. And um, there was a, a video that I had queued up on my phone, but because mm-hmm. we've been talking, it's gone to sleep. So. Oh, okay. Um, I just wanted to play this because this really hits home, right? This is, you obviously hear about different stories of, um, you know, youth crime and, and what that means for people, et cetera, like that. But there's a video here. Let me just try and play this. I'll try and get the audio. And then, um, yeah, there you go. So I'll just listen to this. Backed up around this corner, backed up behind me and started ramming into the back of my Land Cruiser in front of everybody and nobody helped me. <laughs> I beat my horn so loud to try and get help. There was no help, so I had to speed right up to the lights of Ross River Road. They were red and they were chasing me and ramming me. I had to run a red light over four lanes of traffic. Then uh, I somehow tried to regroup and just gone as fast as I could in my land cruiser, which is a manual. Oh. I've gone down to the Aikenvale school to try and grab my phone to call for help. They've come around the side of me in the Fort Everest with the bull bar. And they've continued to ram me in the driver's side. One of the children hopped out. He threatened me and said, don't F without getting you. And they took a weapon out and started smashing the back of the glass of my Land Cruiser to threaten me. I somehow saw an opportunity. And then I've sped all the way back to a neighbourhood that I know around tight corners, like just driving as fast as I could and they were on my tail. And then I've got into a neighbourhood I know has cameras because I didn't know where else to go. And I'm screaming out at the top of my lungs for help. <laughs> and then they thought the only thing I could do is jump the curb. There's evidence with the cameras, there's people around. <sighs> and then they've ran the back of my vehicle continually again. Their bull bar is hooked onto my tow bar and they started pulling me back. <laughs> I've never been so scared of my life. So that's that is a a, a woman doing mm. uh, telling her story on ABC. Wow! Um, from Townsville, being chased, harassed, threatened, rammed by um, a children, group, a group of teen or yeah children in a stolen car. Wow! Basically telling her don't fucking threaten or don't you know don't fuck with us and and everything else like that. Like that's just so hard to listen to. Mm. Um, yeah, we talk about youth crime in this state and you've got all these do-gooders and, and look, I can just tell them just to go get fucked because you can sit there and time and time again you can say, look, jail is a last defence and we don't know the situations. We can have closed courts where we don't. The thing is that these these kids, for whatever reason, uh, are out on the streets and I'm led to believe it, you know, if you listen to our Premier, it's a select few repeat offenders. Fucking lock them up. 
Mm, exactly right. Right. Totally. I don't. I don't know what you know that woman's done. Probably nothing. Right. She. You know. You, you see the woman. Might have made had some indiscretion. They've probably stolen a car and were doing something stupid. She might have turned a corner and they've gone, well, you fucking cut me off, and then she was a target, right? Or she'd been out shopping and they're wanting to steal her shit. I don't know, right? Yeah. But that's the shit that's going on and affecting people. I mean, we've, we've had people, you know, young, it was a pregnant couple, you know, a while ago. I forget their name. Oh, you know, was that down the bayside? When um, they got, yeah, they yeah. were killed by someone in a stolen car. You yeah. recently... Um, had your own ordeal when you were mm. driving to a site and someone in a stolen car yep. has, ran, straight up the ass has ran into mm-hmm. you, then then fled, yep. and witnesses said they've got out of a car with a with an unrestrained baby or something that yep. was in the car and they've bolted. Do you know I still haven't got that? That was about a month ago, Jace, and I still from the police have not received an official police report no. or a police uh, incident number. Yeah. And, like, and this is what we're faced with. So when everyone turns around and says, you know, Queensland's in a great state, our Premier's done a good job, just go get fucked. Mm, I agree. Because, because that there, that, that woman, I don't want anyone, you know, my neighbours, my family, even people I don't know to have to go through that shit just because people want to be soft on crime or think that if we do, you know, we lock these kids up, it's doing them more harm than good. Mm. Yeah. Get fucked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something needs to change, and uh, I think it'll come to a point where the public will rebel against these kids to a degree. Do you know what I mean? Because but at the you end know of the what'll day, happen is, is everyone will go, "Well, hang on, no, you've rebelled, right? You'll yeah, be charged." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, all yeah of that whatever. Bullshit. Fucking charge me then. But they're they're now on the ground. And I've knocked them out uh, because look, that's uh, what these kids deserve. Well, exactly right. And Do you look, know what I mean? Uh, look, we've said it all all along, whether on this show or in private conversation. We get that people come from disadvantage, right? We get that people feel neglected, right? We talk about that men's health and suicide, you know, people feel lonely or they, they you know, and unfortunately, you know, they take other avenues to, to get out of the situation, right? Which typically involves hurting a lot of family and friends and everything else, right? But then there are these people here, rightly or wrongly, whether they come from families of disadvantage or not, they're still fucking right from wrong. And I don't mm-hmm. care who you are, where you're from, or what your life situation is, you've just got no fucking right to treat people like that. Yeah. I've heard in Townsville, mate, people... And you can't justify it. And anyone who tries to justify it... Yeah. Well, the spin of politicians will justify that, Get fucked. The spin of politicians will... and, 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 And as 30 media staff will justify that. What we need to do is probably send the... uh, Well, before I say that, I've heard people in Townsville say... We don't have an issue with youth crime. We just don't go outside. As soon as it becomes nighttime, we lock ourselves inside. That's where Townsville's at at the moment. It's that crazy. Um, it's horrendous. Mate, we've got an army up there. Mm. Put those fuckers on the streets of a nighttime and control this shit. I just know. Look, do you know I, what I mean? I, I get it. I just do not know. You know, and look, maybe even in our area. I mean, there's, there's crime I know and our friends have been robbed. You know, they, they go into their houses. I've been they, robbed. Yeah, it yep. happens, right? Yeah, friends of ours got their cars stolen out of there. It, it doesn't matter. The police are missing in action. And I, look, I don't blame... Well, no, them. there's not enough of them. I, I That's I the don't other crisis the police, we don't have. Right? We have, sorry. Yeah. It's, there's not enough yeah. of them. And recruiting them is difficult. I get that, right? Do you know why it's difficult? So the recruitment um, process was so fucking hard five mm. years ago. Mm. So many people wanted to become police officers and couldn't be. Yeah. Grab them, train them. It's like army. Yeah. You don't go into the army with a fucking degree. You go into the army going, hey, I want to make a difference and I want to serve my country. Yeah. Grab people, 
put them in now we're at the point where people are going, well, fuck that. I can become a tradie earn three times the amount of a police officer yeah. and not have to deal with bullshit every single day. Yeah. Well, and that's it, where it, we're at. It, it is a tough job. So that's a choice that people have to make, right, if they want to do that. I even heard that after that shooting that happened out west of Toowoomba, mm. um, that recruitment, people who were literally had gone through so and about- that we're out. Yep, they were literally about to graduate and then yep. just went, I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm done, yeah. Because I'm not, not going to be faced with that, right? And I get it, right? I get it. It's a, it's a tough job and it's a thankless job and I think there needs to be more respect for police, you know? Oh, totally. Um, and but I, I, I totally get why, you know, I don't agree with it, but like where policing has gone down the way of having fucking cameras for things and, right? Yeah. right? I, I get why because they're just not resourced. Like well, you said, you've, exactly you've had right. something happen. Yeah. You're for insurance, whatever, probably need a police report. You can't yeah. even get a fucking number out of somebody. No. And when I said I need a number, he's like, oh, we're not fully in done with their investigations yet, so I can't give you a number. Yeah. So if my car was written off and I was waiting for that police report to get a new car so I can continue work, <laughs> mm. what happens then? But what's going to happen? Nothing. I mean, nothing. Nothing's going to happen as, to that as, guy. That car's probably still parked on the side of the road, mate, yeah. that he crashed into me with. Yeah. But there'll be a police aware sticker on it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, okay, yeah, we've done our job. We put a sticker on it. Like I said, like, like I said, I understand. It's not the their situation. fault. No, but look, even around here, right? Our policing is, is uh, you know, operates business hours. I haven't seen police in so long. No. That's honest. But if you go outside of hours, like, soon as, you know, like, you do have obviously people uh, responding during the day, but. Call triple zero. Exactly, but then it just goes to, you know, skeleton staff on weekends and you're just yep. going, that's when these kids and people are breaking. This is when you need... We need patrols out now. At the not, police numbers know. shouldn't change 24-7 unless you're a yep. desk jockey doing something, but the number of cars on the street, you yep. know, we shouldn't have a fleet of 20 vehicles and then 18 of them parked up at night and then they yep. come out again at 6.30 in the morning or... Yeah, that's right, when right? all the bad shit's happened. Well, yeah. they're only coming out to investigate what's happened the night before. Or, exactly, all they're doing yep. is... is I they're mean, just, like, yeah... It's just, mate, it's just strange things. Like, I mean, I, f- I found down the bottom of my street once it was, it was a bike. It was, you know, not a great bike, but I rang the cops and said, hey, listen, this thing's been dumped here. And they're just like, yeah, just, just chuck out on Facebook that you found it and hope that someone in a community group, you can return it to the owner. I'm just going, Because they don't so. have the resources, mate. I get that, right? Yeah. And, and even, even like I said, my daughter worked in a big box store where every day yeah. she would come home and there was thousands, literally say people would walk in. Yeah. Right? And these would be... And this goes back to what I said before, even the right and wrong of your situation, right? And, and look, I've heard people, and I was really shocked on ABC recently, somebody was talking about people stealing food from the self-serve checkout, like not scanning. Yeah, items. you remember you saying this. Yeah, people diving in and defending mm. it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going, you can't fucking defend it, right? No, that's right. But anyway, so we're talking about something other that's not a, an essential, like food, right? So no debate here. We're talking about, you know, rugby jerseys or AFL jerseys and footballs yep. and, and whatever. So you could quick get to the se- store. Quick sell stuff. Well, you know, like, yeah, you know, trendy kind of, you know, sportswear and whatever. But these people would walk into this store as a family with the kids, right? Mum would go around down in a certain area and start, you know, sticking in the kids' pram or, or whatever, um, you know, full of clothes or, or just grabbing things, chucking them in there. Dad would be off trying to distract the staff. Yeah. And they just walk straight out the front door. Mm-hmm. There was one incident there that nobody heard about where an off-duty police officer confronted someone and got stabbed. Mm-hmm. He's come back into the store. He's basically bloody bleeding all over the place, right? Springfield Lakes. And these people, <laughs> yeah, these people would come in on the train, get off at Orion, walk in, yep. same same group all the time, just ransack different stores, go into Pet Barn and cause problem, go into you know all these other stores around along there, just steal stuff, and then just you know. 
off they go. And then they just piss off back to the train and they're out here again. And yep. they're doing it week after week. But the thing is, if you ring the cops, they don't respond. These people are long gone before the cops rock up an hour and a half later. Yep. And then guess what? They don't do anything. Mm. That's right. right. My brother's got a, a shop in Melbourne and he's got CCT everywhere. You know, CV, 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 CCTV. CV, yeah, yep. CCTV. And he rings the cop. He's just stopped doing it now because yeah. he used to ring them and go, "Here's footage. This person here stole. You know, like give a shit. all of this, this is vinyl records. It might be 120 bucks or 80 bucks of vinyl. Grab this, walk around, just walk straight out the front door, yep. and they're just like, Bad yeah, luck. mate, just Sorry, you got mate. insurance or whatever. You're just, but you're not going to claim insurance on 120 dollars or a thousand dollars because your your excess go, your no, premiums go we, up. We talk about a cost of living though, and it's mm. like these businesses. And like my brother's store, he's only a small business, right? And look, once again, this whole justification while well, the big box stores get, no, we all pay. Mm. Big box stores don't deserve to be robbed. No one deserves the to be robbed. The staff there don't deserve to have people come in and, you That's know, right. threaten them or steal stuff. Like, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a situation that I just said is youth crime is, is crazy. Yep. Um, police are under resourced. Yeah. Our ambulance, our, and, our medical system's under resourced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that woman, this is you know, this is why I'm angry. The woman on that call, you know, like she's mm. she's basically saying she's getting rammed, she, and nobody helped, nobody mm-hmm. did anything. Yeah, you could because just imagine. scared to now. Yeah, one, you might get stabbed like that off-duty police yeah, officer. Exactly. Or two, you don't want to get involved because you might have kids in the car and you think, "Fuck, I'm not getting involved in you that." You become a target. Yeah. I could be a target, and then yeah. my kids are traumatized, or or you pay the ultimate price and they kill you. Yeah. And then you you know your kids grow up with no mum or dad. Yeah. These are the things, and this is how serious it is, but meanwhile, the Premier is saying, look what a wonderful job I did. Yeah, Queensland's in a great state. Great and state. it's crisis after crisis after crisis. Mm. It's just, yeah, so anyone who celebrates the achievement of this government, right, in the last three terms that they've had. We didn't want them this time, yes, let's be honest. But regardless, I mean, look, we, we spoke to Sharice, and like, heart's in the right place, doing the right thing, but as a government, mm. right? Yeah, nothing against Sharice. If you're listening. No, 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 not at all. I mean, like I said, I understand how politics works, right? There are great people. There are, But but collectively, the policies, when you unwind things, you know, when you make breach of bail, not an offence, and all of these other things that you make as a decision of a government where you make, you know, um, incarceration a last resort, you're basically telling Mm. the courts, do not put these kids into jail. Mm. Right, give them a thousand chances. They're yep. the decisions that you got to live with. So, yeah, sorry, Anna, I'm I'm not going to celebrate you going. And you talk about COVID. Everybody's been talking about recently. They're going. It was pretty heartless that our government didn't let people who were sick in northern New South Wales who needed yep. urgent medical care to come into Queensland for hospital treatment. They had to go south. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm more pissed off. What about the Queenslanders that weren't allowed to come home? The people who had businesses here or lived yep. here yep. weren't allowed to come home. Mm-hmm. That's, that's even worse. Yep, agree. Right? That's a yep. case of you're a Queenslander, you live here, guess what? You can just fucking stay in a state because you happen to be in a state when we closed the border yeah. and you couldn't get home with your caravan because yep. wherever you were in WA. Yep, yep. Right? that's right. We weren't going to make a dispensation for that person to come home, even quarantine at home. Yep. Right. Drive and home, then, stay and home then, fourteen days. Then come go out and work, later. support their family, do everything. like yep. that's how cold and heartless. And anyone who celebrates this woman and says she kept Queenslanders safe no. is just like I don't know what it How's is. How's she keeping Queenslanders safe now with youth crime? Mate, it's, do you know what I mean, Jace? That's the flip side. We can go, yeah, she was a great person through COVID. Yeah. But how you probably killed more people, Anna, through um ignorance. Well, of, people lost, of lost livelihoods, lost... Yes, 
or suicide that went up. Yeah. But even now, like through yeah. youth crime, people being ramped, there's probably more deaths in those three thi- or two things yeah. than what we've seen through COVID in Queensland. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, and look, we're, we're in a, a really interesting situation where Queensland has massive coal, coal royal, royalties, right? It's like WA. You always hear the WA Premier going, you know, we're doing all the heavy lifting over here in, in the West and we're contributing, you know, most of the revenue we make goes to the other states. And you go, well, mate, you're not out there on a fucking you know, shovel. It's a coal industry that's yeah. doing that and you're basically reaping the taxes off private industry. Yeah, so don't claim right. that, you know, you're doing it. You're anything. doing it, yeah. But Queensland's the same, right? We've got massive royalties and they've increased. I think we've got some of the highest royalties in the world. In the world. Yep. In the world. On coal, right? Our power generators that we as Queenslanders, we own that. And but they're we coal-fired. Pay, we pay market rates, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, well, one, we pay market rates. So instead of, you know, we spoke about with Sharice, instead of having that asset mm-hmm. allowing us something that we own, generating power for Queenslanders, no, no, Queensland government makes yeah. the profit, like yeah. massive profits. Mm. And then they turn around and go, well, we're going to give you a rebate. Yeah. We're going to give you a bit back. And you go, fucking, you're only giving us a 15th of bugger all back. Yeah. So anyway, they've got all this money. And the irony is, you said, yeah, the coal-fired power stations. Yeah. So we're actually paying a tax on the coal. At the highest rate that, in the world. That we're using yes, in the power out of station. Our ground. Yes. Go, go, go figure. Yeah. So anyway, so the government is flushed. With a significant amount of money. The federal government as well, who's turning around and championing that their great economic managers have got this surplus now. Mm. Once again, it's all off fucking royalties. That's right. And, and windfalls, right? But we're in this position, and yet our health system, which, I mean, Labor has blown out the Queensland government. Everyone went Campbell Newman for, you know, for slashing. Look, yeah. The Queensland government is fucking massive. Yeah. Right. And if it was frontline, if it was police, and if it was nurses, Happy great. Days. But it's, it's not. It's, it's bloody bureaucrats and middle managers and, mm-hmm. you know, it's top well, you've heavy. you've seen that frontline. Top heavy, right? It's absolutely crazy. But regardless of that, we are in a position where we're, you know, a first world nation. Mm-hmm. We've got this money. We've got this royalties and everything else. And we just don't seem to be able to fix education, mm-hmm. health. Yeah. Right. And and, and and policing or like crime. They're the things that people, every time you hear about an election and someone gets doorstop, what do they talk about? Yeah, that's right. You know, they'll that's talk about exactly. education, they'll talk about health, and they'll, they'll talk about mm-hmm. those, like, are the fundamentals, and we can't get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how hard? Because we've been it? mismanaged for a lot of years, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Queensland is such a labor safe seat. Do you know what I, mean? I don't think it is now. I think it's done. Oh, look, it is changing, right? Because you talk about immigration, we've got a lot of, of immigration. We've got people coming up from down south, right? We've got, um, you know, obviously immigrants coming in from overseas, et cetera. But then you've also got, I guess, you know, what I call sort of the, the naivety of, of a lot of people. Like, you know, some people just don't give a shit. Yeah. They'll go in and vote whoever. They'll vote any way they want. You know, they're not yeah. really thinking people about People think it. of it as a joke, mate, some people. Yeah. Right? Like, and the, said, challenge, the challenge hmm. is if you disengage. Yeah. And don't give a shit, but you go down there and vote the day, you go, oh, I'm just going to vote for her. Yeah. Right? You've, you've got to put some effort in or you, you don't have you know, the right to sit there and, and bitch. Yep. Right? Yeah. If you're, if you're not going to participate in the democratic process and you're just going to go, oh, no, well, I, I know this one, I don't know the opposition, you know, the opposition, like you've got um, Mark Bailey turn around and every time he opens his mouth, he can't finish the sentence without saying Campbell Newman. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you know, the people who are still in the LNP were in Campbell Newman's government, you know, and Christopher yep. Fully was, was, was a member back then, right? That's all they've got. Yeah, that's right. But if you that- turn around and go, okay, well, guess what? You've had three terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, nine years. What have you done? Right. We're going to give the other people a go. 
Mm. Right? They'll get you – know, we've got mandatory four-year terms. Now. We'll give them a go. Mm. And guess what? If they don't work out, we'll come back to you. But at the moment, yeah. you don't have the answers. Mm. You're gone. And I think, I think that's where people yeah, are at. I think we need to um, – I think we need to get the LNP in for at least at least an eight-year term to really see change, because you know they're going to manage that fund a lot better, right? In my opinion. Well, the problem with any government when it changes, right? And Albanese's done it. Takes two or three years. Mr. For Magoo, I don't. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan of Mr. Magoo and Penny Wong and a few others, right? I seen Penny Wong the other day in Question Time. She's a fucking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, the thing. The thing is. And look, they do it all the time, and I know it's a strategy, and a lot of people fall for it. As they turn around and go, you know, like for the last or the first 12 months of the Albanese federal government, right, the answer was every time they're asked a question, any time was this, right, you know, where are we at, and, you know, whether it be our carbon emissions or where are we doing it net zero, at 1% of the where, world are, we, where are we on interest rates, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we just had 13 interest rate rise. Well, that's because of the last 10 years of that government. That's right. Where are we at on – well, that was the last 10 years of that mm-hmm. government. Yep. And you turn around and go, okay, you can only use that for so long. Yeah. Because guess what? You're the government of the day now. You're Stop making sitting change. there and saying that we've had – you know, all these rate interest yeah. rate rises under your economic policy for the last, you know, um, what, 14 months, 18 months, yeah. whatever it is, you've got to stop saying it was the last 10 years that's now causing the economic crisis. Mm. Well, it's just, the, it's just the, uh, the, the generation blaming the one before, right? We see it in society. It's a cop-out, right? It is, yeah. It's so. a cop-out. And we also hear too, like the other thing you know, you've probably heard that the um, – the Albanese government said, well, you know, they were going to make cost of living better. They were going to give mm. $275 to everyone to reduce their electricity, right? Yeah. They were going to save them on this. Yep. They're all hollow promises. None of, of that's come to fruition. That's right. None but, of it. And how's that? And that's the other thing, mate. Like, if you, if you say you're going to do things and you don't, you should be just kicked out. Yeah, but we don't have a process like that. I mean, so let's come back to Queensland, right? So, yeah, Chris Fully would get in. If, if, if LNP do win the next election, which I believe they will, all right, I think the you know, the Queensland people will just go. You're cooked, Anna. Regardless, well, she's gone, but that, no, but yeah. that government, you've had your run. Yep. We're, we're just going to, you know, it's a bit of like, you know, we are rebellious, right? We're going to turn around and go, well, we're going to flip the script mm-hmm. and we're going to go another way. Now, what happened with Newman? They did the same thing. Labor yeah. got decimated, right? Yeah, totally. Down to seven seats. But then Queensland didn't like what Newman's style was or whatever. He had one term. Well, it probably affected a lot of the people that were working in government, the government that voted LNP in that election that then got sacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they thought their jobs were safe because, mate, as a kid when we grew up, if you've got a government job, you've got a job for life. Well, Campbell turned that on its head, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm, look, it's a real challenge, right? Labor wanted to increase government. And this is a, a funny thing because they can turn around and employ 50,000 people over a year into government and then turn around and go... We just created 50,000 well, jobs in Queensland. Well yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're creating jobs. We're, mm-hmm. We know what you're doing, right? And, and, yeah, Campbell went the other way. What Campbell was trying to do is turn around and go, you know, look, you're, you're a business owner, right? You can't, you can't run fat. You can't run a Cost in, cost out, mate. Yeah. Yep, let's look at the right. cash flow. And he was probably going, you know, like, yeah, we want to get rid of this. But then I, I'm not across all of that, but a lot of the rhetoric, and it's really hard to get to the truth, right? So all the rhetoric of the current government is, well, you know, Newman government slash frontline nurses, the slash mm. police, they slash this, they slash that. Did they? Did mm. they reduce further intakes? Did like it's always spin, right? There's any yeah, way that course. you can you can take um, statistics or numbers to spin or tell your narrative. Yep. You know, there's there's two sides of the story, and the truth's probably somewhere in between. That's the government in a nutshell across yeah. all levels. 
yeah. isn't it? It is. So, look, the only thing I hope that if the LMP does get in, right, mm. um, I hope the Greens just get destroyed because they've got some fucking out there ideas. And in inner city Brisbane, like, Greens are growing. I just don't get it. Yeah. Don't understand why. But, yeah, Greens, I think Greens are, are disastrous. Um, Did you but, see that thing I posted the other day about carbon emissions worldwide? Oh, what Australia's contribution is, like mm. 1%. Yeah, we've mm. got to do more of a heavy lifting to change. Well, cause the, China's 30 fucking 7% of the world's carbon mm. emissions. I know. And, and they're, they're building cold fire power stations still. They're classed Meanwhile, as we're going to fucking mm. smash everyone. Mm. Well, you've got to go and buy this car. You've got to do this. You've got to get mm. solar on your roof. We've got to lower emissions by, tw- what is it, 2030? Is that the deadline, 2030? Well, there's, there's a COP. Uh, I, I don't know what COP stands for. Is it um, some climate meeting at the moment where they're trying to ratify an agreement where they want to phase out, have everyone signatory to phasing out fossil fuels completely. But what, worldwide or just in Australia? No, worldwide. worldwide. Yeah. But, but, but mate, the thing is, but it's, the thing it's is, at, at different how times. How do you dig the lithium people? out of the ground? Yeah. How do you dig the lithium out of the ground without fossil fuels? Yeah, but it's, it's mate, from, you know, from what I've understood is even if we replaced every car today, like in Australia with an electric car, we, well, our, uh, our cars are 10%. Yeah. Of our country's emission, right? So take that 10%. We're 1% of the global. Yeah. So 0.01%. So you're making very little, right? It's yep. like such a small... And I get it, but the problem is is there's not the cobalt, right? There's not the lithium. There's not the resources. They're not like... Look, I, I, I get the How do you noble, power it, mate? Coal I, fire. I, I, yeah, I get... <laughs> no, well, yes and no. There's, there's some interesting opportunity there right but i think the difference is i've always looked at like solar for myself i looked at it from the economic benefit not from the environmental right? mm. because environmentally me putting solar on at home is doing fuck all look yeah virtual signaling but look, look, in turn yeah. around, if i can actually spend five thousand dollars yeah put in a, a system and instead of paying eight hundred dollars a month or four hundred right i pay i pay once i pay the system i'm saving that money i'm paying off the system you know, I'm in a better financial position. If yeah, I put a right. solar hot water system on, I'm not using mm-hmm. electricity or all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's where you look at it. And then and if we looked at it the same way, if we could turn around, for example, and go, look, everybody, you know, can have solar at home. They can have batteries at home. We'll put in wind farms. We'll do, you know, thermal solar. We'll do hydro. If that is a generation source where there's no fuel cost, right, because mm. coal costs money, if we can go, look, it's going to cost a billion dollars to build a facility, but guess what? The fuel into it's free. Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. And it might bring prices down or it might stabilise, means that they're not going to go up in the future. Great economic outcome for business and for people. Yeah. That's the way I look at it, right? Yeah. Because like the other – like I totally take your point. You know, climate change is real, right? But whether, you know, the, the carbon – like I said, people are, you know, you're obviously doing ice cores and carbon history – Whatever, regardless of, of that side of the argument, we're still 1%. Mm. And we can do everything we can. We could destroy our economy. We can yep. invest billions in it, right? But as you said, when you've got the USA and China and mm-hmm. India, mm-hmm. if they're not doing anything, yep. we're pushing shit uphill. Absolutely. And like I said, noble cause. Yeah. But, I mean, what are we doing leading if, if we're, you know, it's the smallest amount of... yeah. And let's say we get rid of coal, right? Because that's a big thing, right? Coal fire power stations and digging up coal mining and all and of gas, that, right? Gas so let's say we get rid of that and we all turn to solar. Yeah. Do you know what the government's going to do? What's that? Well, they're going to lose a lot of revenue, aren't they? 
Well, that's the problem. So with will EVs, they tax right? us on the sun? Well, no, no. They got to, this is <laughs> what do you this mean? Is, no, this is well, how can they? But but how do they make that revenue back? Well, they've got to find an alternative, right? What so, it's, so let's take but cars. That's huge. Well, let's take that's cars. So every every you know when you fill your car up, right? This is the yeah, double dip. Half right? of it goes to fucking yeah. They get the fuel the excise right? and then the GST on top of yeah, you're actually yeah. paying GST on top of the fuel excise. Yeah. Right? So they're getting mass amounts of 60, revenue. From 65 there. cents okay. a litre. Huh? So so what's going to happen when they turn around and go, I oh, go go EVs, Glenn? You can charge your EV at home. What do they do? They'll just change the model of how they connect road usage. So they're going to lose that revenue mm. and they're going to just start going, okay, well, look, you pay your red Joe. Yeah. Right? And other cities do like congestion charges. Or you drive into the city at a certain time of yeah. day, it's $3, go off peak, it's other. Right? They'll just turn around and start going, okay, is the road usage charge now? So what would you do for every 1,000 kilometres that you drive is, mm. is going to be like $4. Well, that's what they do in New Zealand. Yeah, right. So that's what I'm saying. So, mm. You know, well, you said, are they going to charge you? Well, maybe, but they're going to have to change their revenue model. Yeah. Right? Because they've got to go say, look, we've still got to build a road. At the moment, they're collecting money. But we own the roads. It's our government money. It's our money that built those yeah, roads but how, initially. The way that they're collecting the money from everyone is through yeah. taxes, through that excise. Yeah, but that goes into general revenue, right? We of already course, own the roads. Of course it does. Right? But there's also maintenance and new roads, right? Yeah, but... And we get it. Look, it is really yeah. It's a very challenging thing because yeah, they'll they'll take tax through corporate tax. They'll take it through payroll tax. They'll take it through income tax. They'll take it through. Um, I wonder how much they get a week? Is it is that on the internet? Yeah, it'll be there. Yeah, Would it be? Yeah. How yeah. much they actually get yeah. in revenue per week? Yeah, well, this is the budgets, right? This is it'll telling be exactly billions, how much they it? take. It's huge. But mind you, the spend is huge too, right? Yeah, I get that. It's like when they talk about stage three tax cuts, which is a pet peeve of mine. Everyone who disses it, I I think stage three is a great thing. Flattens the tax system, makes it fairer. Um, but then everyone keeps going, oh, but, you know, if you, if you introduce, you know, it's going to cost $20 billion over X number of years. And you go, no, it's not costing. That's just less money you're pulling in. Yeah. Right? But then you turn around and you go, but the money that we're talking about in that in the scheme of the budget is fuck all. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yep. Absolutely fuck all. When you look at what we spend on welfare, what we look at when we spend mm. on defence, everyone's going, well, stage three tax cuts will help you know, build homes for the homeless. You go, stage three tax cuts is a fucking drop in the ocean. Compared to the amount of money that is spent on yeah. anything and everything. That's right? right. Speaking of homelessness, mate. But it's a big number if you just talked about it, right? If I turned around That's and said right. you had $20 billion, you're going to go, oh, fuck me. And you go, but hang on, in the scheme of trillions, yeah. once again, it's like the Gabba yeah, statement, Yeah, it's like right? $20 out of 100 out of your own pocket. Exactly. You're going to spend $3 billion rebuilding a stadium, but you're going to crack the shits over spending $120 million to upgrade one? Yeah. You go, that project's going to blow out by more than that $120 million, right? Yeah, but do we need that other stadium? You know what I mean? Like, it's, you, could move the, you could move the lines to Metricon for a year. Yeah. Oof, but look, it's a hard years. argument, right? Anytime you hear a debate with somebody, you turn around and go, why are we spending money on a stadium when we could be spending it on social housing? Why are we spending, yeah. why are we spending money on well, you know, a, point, mate. a cruise terminal when we could be you know, putting money into hospitals? Yeah. Well, the thing is you've you, you got to spread your... Yeah, you still got to enjoy life, right? You can't just turn around and go, right, oh, no, no, we're not going to put any money into the arts, we're not going to put any money into sport, we're not going to do anything of this, we're just going to put money into hospitals. Mm. That's right. right. But mm. they, and then I like, totally get where people are coming from, everybody wants a piece of it, mm. but you can't just go, well, we're not going to do this because of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Crazy. let's get back to the AFLW, mate. You had a gripe there. Oh, we're, yeah. We've well, got an angry eyes on tonight. Who? <laughs> Me. No, you're just like... Oh, us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We get just those the, shows every now and then. Just the timber. It's a vent session tonight. So where do you think the most AFLW memberships are for the Brisbane Lions postcode-wise? Um, 
I'm going to say 4300. 100%. Yep. So, and, and I think even the Lions memberships now are right up there on the biggest postcode is 4300. Yeah, right. So we've really <laughs> embraced it. And we spoke about will we embrace the AFL in Springfield, Springfield Lakes, Red Bank, all those surrounding areas, 4300, yeah. right? Gales, yeah. all of that. We have. We yep. finally win a premiership. We yep. lost last year yep. to the Melbourne Dees at home. At home. Yep. You know, everyone turned up. Great, great event, blah, blah, blah. Um, the men lose in Melbourne. Where mm. do you think they had their um, commiseration day? Let me guess. It would be at their headquarters? At their home ground. At the home ground, yeah. 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 So, so we win an AFLW grand final. Yep. Where do you think we have our celebration, not... Not losing day, celebration mm. day. Where do you think we have that? Surely you'd have it at your club, at your home ground. We had it at Yoronga. Yoronga. Mm. I did what know that. What the Why? fuck? What's at Yoronga? Well, that's where AFLQ is. Right. Right. And the Lions used to be based out of there before they got their new Brighton home arena. Right. What the fuck? And then they didn't even do anything at, at Brighton, Brighton Homes at all. No. The week before they do an open training session, they probably got 500 people there. Yeah. People want to be around your celebration. Yeah. And it's local people, especially with AFLW. That's probably, it's your so biggest fan yeah, base. They didn't come back to their home club. They didn't home come back to the home and hold a celebration there. What a joke. It is. But, but look, mind you, I think the whole AFLW final, like, I can't believe it where it was played at Carlton. Yeah, because of the numbers of the ground, right? So the year before they wanted that, if, if Melbourne hosted that grand final last year, not Brisbane, that would yeah. have been had at Icon Park because it holds 15,000 people, yeah, 14,000 people. But that people. sold out in, like, record time. It did. But what they don't want to do is take it to the MCG. No, but what about – the AFL Marvel. own Marvel. That's right. They own the stadium. I know. That's right. right go take play it to Marvel. It, go play it at Marvel in Melbourne yeah. and let and people go there because that, that thing sold out in, like, was it two hours? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's people at that level. missed out on going to an AFLW grand final. Yeah. Yeah, just because they picked, you know, I mean, not you know, just well, they didn't. I, I, I they know that didn't. ground, but that yeah. ground doesn't have much in the way of stadium. It's a bit like a Brighton Homes, where there's a big, you know, admin building and kick room yes. and all of that in there. Yeah, but, but surely, you know, look, you, you take look at the AFLW numbers. I think they played a game over in Adelaide, and they had what did they have like thirty thousand people yeah. or more? Yeah, to that they play an AFLW Grand Final at a ground with a seating capacity of fifteen thousand. I know, and punters missed out. Yeah. Here's the other thing they should do, in my opinion, is the AFLW now has every AFL club has an AFLW team. So yep. why aren't we extending their season to match the boys? It's when the Brisbane short. Lions play yeah. Geelong at home at the Gabba, mm. the curtain raises the AFLW. Yeah. And it's Geelong versus Brisbane. I don't get it. Run the same fucking draw. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you? Have an Anzac Day game for the girls. Yeah. Collingwood versus Essendon. Yeah. Fucking... It's stupid not to. Well, I just don't. I don't know why it is such a, a short season. I mean, it's like the Big Bash, right? The Big Bash last year, um, you know, was was a great series. Like, I remember going all through summer. And like I said I happened to yep. be in Perth at the final and culminated there, and it was it was a big event. Like every night, it was great. I just you'd, you'd go Big Bash. Who's playing tonight? Stars yep. versus you know yep. the Heat and yep. whatever. And then now they've they've cut it down to ten games. Ten games. Ten games. And even then, Chris Lynn was interviewed the other night because the first game was washed out. This is where it's. it's a oh, joke. I heard about the pitch. Oh, sorry, no, the first the first game at the Gabba we went to. Oh, yeah. the Heat one. Then the next game was supposed to be played. Ah, uh, could have been um, Adelaide. It was Adelaide, I think, and, and they got, got rained, rained out, and the and water got under the covers, and the. P 
pitch was deemed no, unsafe. No, that was, that was Geelong. Oh, that no, was no, Geelong. So this, this is why it's a debacle. Oh. So it's a shortened season. But, yeah, yeah, the game that was supposed to be played in at Adelaide Oval had been raining all day. Oh. That game got canned. My bad, then, yep. then there was supposed to be a game the day after at Geelong and they started they and the ball was bouncing because of an unsafe pitch. And I just said, look, and but Chris Lynn was interviewed in that washed-out game because you know, commentators and players had nothing else to do. And he's going, yeah, we really like to see, like, there's a pretty big commitment, you know, to, of, of playing it even at this current reduced format that we'd like to see it reduced even more. And you you fucking cricketers. We'll do a round robin on a Saturday, you fuck I, well, yeah, I jokingly posted underneath, you know, I think on a, one of the sports channels or something else like that, and going, yeah, Big Bash next year is going to be a round robin competition played at Marvel with the yeah. roof closed just to <laughs> yeah. make sure it... No know, rain happens. There's, there's no rain. Yeah. And then, yeah. 48 just, hours of cricket. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's just going to play a competition there and the winner takes all. Like, it's what just... What a fucking joke. Is that because their commitments overseas are worth way more? When they no. go over to the Indian no, no, well, Big what Bash happens? League like, and stuff? You take the Big Bash. Like, so even the other night, um, you know, Kawaja played for Brisbane. Um, there was Marnus played there. Right? So they only played that game. Now they're off into, I think, WA or somewhere for their test or you know, yeah. other you know, international duties, right? So they got to play one game. But I think it's the great thing I love about Big Bash, right, is where you get you know, the likes of Brown and your local guy who makes cricket bats goes out there and, you know, just carts every ball over the fence in his debut, right? Yeah. There's players, the calibre of that, all the people who you used to, you know, nobody ever went and watched Sheffield Shield. Yeah. But it's like boring. those players, Brisbane Heat, oh, yeah, you get internationals in and then they disappear, but there's still the calibre of cricket that every one of those clubs can field a quality side mm. and run a competition just because, you know, that's not the Australian cricket team playing. Mm. It's like it doesn't exist. Like fucking Big Bash is a great format. Yeah. Right? And it's exciting cricket. It's two and a half hours, you're done. It's like a game of footy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You've got some yeah. internationals who, you know, retire and then come and play in that. Yeah. You know, you've got people like Chris Lynn who, you know, do things like these, defected to another club. Um, you know, I think he's overrated and he's more hit, or he's more missed than hit. Mm. Um, but he's an exciting player, mm. right? And he's not an inter- He doesn't disappear out of the season. He just plays week and week. You know, there's a whole heap yeah. of these, you know, people who do that. But yeah, I think they're really devaluing that product by, you know, trying to make it just like a small comp. Well, Cricket Australia haven't got it right since the nineties. Well, apparently Let's they're running honest. at a loss as well. Yeah, and mate, the last thing exciting that happened in cricket in Australia was when Kerry Packer got involved and did the fifty-fifty <sighs> games, the Benson mate. and Hedges series, mate. I, I World still, Series cricket. World dun, Series dun, dun, cricket. Dun. Yep, I still remember, <laughs> mate. Thinking about that <clears throat> takes me back to laying on my mum and dad's bed with my brother. And I would have been 10, 12, watching, um, who was it? Mm. Mate, you had, you had like marshes then, you had your chapels, you had your yeah, lilies. But, uh, who was that cricketer? Um, there's a great batsman, Michael Sl- Slater. Slater. Yeah. Hitting the winning runs off the last ball and like it was just an excitement yeah, in the house. Jones, mate, there was a, yep. a whole raft of heroes from that time, right? Yep. Um, yep. But look, I think, look, to be honest with that, I mean, when you look back on it today, it's, it's really quite funny, right, what Packer did. Um, but I think, I think Big Bash is almost as exciting as that. Right? I agree. It's like, it's, I totally it's, agree. It's taken up. Look, we still love mismanaged. Watching, watching something like Test Cricket is fantastic. Yeah. Boxing what, Day, sit down, day, yep. 
you have a couple of beers and you watch a couple of days of the cricket while you're on holidays, that's a great have game. It, have it on and then, you yeah. know, if it's a close contest and they're getting it's a bit like the, Bathurst. to day three, day you four. You check in on it every three hours. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can just sit there and watch a couple of overs. And if you know a batsman's going for a century, you'll, you'll yep. hook in there for a bit or, and makes that and you'll go off and come back. That's right, exactly. Um, and, but look, yeah, so there's people who obviously enjoy that. That's the longer game and the traditional game. But then Big Bash is, you know, it's like going to an AFL game. It's like baseball too. It's you just cracking there, it's the ball. Fireworks, it's... Yeah, you know, there's music in between. Well, at the Gabba the other night, they had that Rocket Man. The, you know, the guy was bloody flying around on a jetpack and they had bloody oh, really? fireworks going off. It was a real spectacular. It wasn't – I think it was only, um, oh, I don't know, was it 20,000 people there? So Yeah. It was just an opening. But, yeah, look, look, I think it's a pretty good product. I think they're just devaluing it mm. by mm. trying to make it like a shorter series. And then the players coming out and whinging about the length of the series and going, really? Like, what, what do you yeah. guys do when you're not – Playing Big Bash. Yeah. Nobody's right. coming They're to watch. Home. No one's coming to watch you, right? Nobody no, that's knows right. who you are unless you're in a Exactly. In a exactly. Mate, but it's yeah, yeah. like I just uh, I just don't know what it is this season, but yeah, I think the the fact that they're they're picking venues and they've got pitch problems and you know, yeah. like playing at Geelong, I don't know why. I mean they're obviously trying to go regional. Um, yeah. I, even last year, was it last year or the year before, we were down at Coffs Harbour and we went to go to a game in Coffs. Oh right? yeah, so it got rained been, out bucketing all day we got there and like, mm. they're optimistic about trying to start a game mm. and the people are going around the outfield trying to get the water off and the, the water was ankle deep yeah and that you're going there's no way you're going to be playing on that no you know? so we no. just left and of course they can yeah can the game didn't yeah. have to be a rocket scientist everyone was optimistic but you're going you're not mm. going to be playing cricket in the mud yeah you yeah know? exactly anyway, it's a bit like speedway mate it starts you know yeah you just pack up and go home don't want to pissing down <laughs> don't even get the car wet. yeah <laughs> So another thing that we want to talk about, so there's a couple of things there, so, um, but also there's another big topic that's going on at the moment. Um, and for some reason, is it Michelle Bullock, the um, reserve governor of the RBA? Um, oh, yeah. You know, she's, she's talking, every time she talks now, the news seem to pick up on it. And so she's talking about a cashless society. Oh, right? fuck me. And, and well, here's the thing. I, mean, I think they've spun it the wrong way because the way she asked the question, right, she said the problem is at the moment, more and more business are going cashless. I mean, I mean, your customers, do they, how many pay you in cash versus... None. Absolutely none. Right. Um, but most businesses, <laughs> when you go and pay stuff, you go into, yeah. you know, most stores, you're tapping your card, right? Yeah. So the challenge is now there's a lot of the, um, the cash delivery companies, right, the armor guards and, and all of those type of places are really struggling because people aren't wanting transfers of cash. Right? Mm. They're not going around. They might be, you know, even ATMs seem to be disappearing. Yeah, well, everyone pays iPay or mm-hmm. is it iPay? BPay. No, not BPay. You can do like Apple iPay where you can transfer money between oh, each other. Oh, just Yeah, just yeah, tap like, and go and transfer. Yeah, I'll like, transfer you that 10 bucks yeah. for that sandwich, whatever, right? Yeah. And not, it was funny because she made the comment. She said, look, it's really interesting that people, and I, I disagree with you. She goes, people are happy to pay money to get their cash out of an ATM. No, they're right? not. No, they've got no fucking choice. Yeah. Um, I'm with ING and I get that rebated, so it doesn't. You know, yeah, but what about 50? when we go and tap our card and they charge us the fucking service fee now? Yeah, so th- this is the thing we it's talked about. This. If you had a hundred dollars, one hundred and seven dollars twenty. Thanks. Yeah, a hundred dollars would be a hundred dollars, and that keeps circulating. And now you go and spend a hundred dollars somewhere with a business. That business is, yeah. you know, or there's a two percent fee to the merchant. That's right. right? Well, they're passing that, be- that on now. 
So it's costing me money to tap yeah. my own card every yeah. time I do. But even if they're not putting the surcharge card up there, right, all the business is doing is baking that cost into the price, right? Yeah, totally. They turn around and go, oh, that item you want to buy is $7.40, yeah. right? Or you go somewhere else and they're charging you, you know. $7 but charging you 40 cents somewhere else. Right, yeah. You're yeah. either baking it in or putting I don't even know why you'd put the surcharge on there. Just increase your fucking profit. I think it is a bit disingenuous, right, because the ACCC will go after somebody like Virgin for saying, oh, what we're going to do is say your flight's $129 and then there's a $5 booking fee you get at the checkout, right? They crack down on that and said, oh. because you're advertising a price, but that's not what you pay. And you go, well, hang on. People who have a, a tap yeah. and go, yeah. when literally it says like, I, we put up a post recently on the Ted Shed, right? And it had, you know, if you pay by FPOS, if you pay yeah. by this, if you pay by that. So they're advertising, let's say a meal was $15. Yeah. But you couldn't, unless you were paying cash. That's every right. every electronic fund meant that your meal was not fifteen dollars. That's right. More. And what happens if we have an Optus situation? Oh fuck! Not only Optus, banks. Westpac went out recently. Customers online banking showed zero dollar deposits or bank account levels. So what happens then? You're fucked. And what happens if the hackers then tap <laughs> into that That's and shut the whole country yeah. down yep. for a month? Yep. Watch the writing. But how many businesses do you go to? And I know there's some at Orion, right? That actually have signs up on the counter saying no cash. Do you know what I say to them? If, if possible, oh, I don't give my business. No, I don't give my business. But and you said they've changed legislation now, so they can say that they don't accept cash. Is that right? I don't know about no? that. No, is cash that, is still because, legal tender. So can, but, you, so can you walk in and just go? No, you need to you need to accept my no, money because no, it's legal be, tender. No, because whenever you deal with a business, there's terms and conditions. Like you, as Glenn Wright Painting, can set terms of yeah. You know, what are your terms there ways. when I walk in? Oh, they are because they're saying we're going to accept cash. Right? Well, they go, these what are our terms fuck? if you want Why would you not them? want cash? Is yeah. it too hard? Well, you know what it is? The kids don't know how to fucking add up. They're probably <laughs> losing a shitload of money out of the till. <laughs> they can't work out how to give the change. You drive to Macca's now? <clears throat> I, 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 it's fucking funny, mate. I drive through Macca's and I've got 20 bucks in my hand <laughs> and they throw that machine out the thing and I start tapping the 20 on the top. <laughs> and i oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and you're like... But what's Fuck funny, off. though, there are, there are a number of businesses, right? I'm not going to name any names, but even at Orion, where mm. they are cash only. Cash only. Yeah. Yeah. Or more, yeah, why? Because then they can keep that off the books. That's right. And right. this is They're what not, happens go, oh, when what you did get you, overtaxed. What, well, what did, yeah. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I get it. But once again, that's theft, right? Is it? It is. Of course it is. I didn't sign up. No, 30% no, of my money. Well, we've had that. Look, you live in a society where they are the rules. You don't get to sign a piece of paper to go, I want to abide by your laws. That's just the way it is. But you is it? it? Because is. you're told that's the way it is? Yeah, yeah. Go and fucking murder someone and then just go, oh, I didn't fucking agree to that that law. Let's see what happens. Yeah, but it's... it's not it's, a defence. No, but it's not a defence. But it's like, well, when did you... Taking our money is theft. Mate, you democratically elect these people to write the laws on our behalf. And that's the laws that they do. That's what you get to abide by. And unfortunately, laws are, you know, well, yeah, but you can opt to not pay, right? But if the ATO find out that you're doing cashies and you're yeah. not paying, well, that's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it's that. It's like right? the police, know, mate. They only check 1% of nothing. Yeah, I get it, right? And that's why yeah. people do it. But I'm saying that these businesses want cash because then there's no electronic record of what they put in their books. They can go to their accountant and say, well, no, no, we only did this. Right, yep. and they say so this is the you know the um, the GST that we have to pay. Well, this is our um, BAS yep. statement is going to read this way because they can manipulate it. But yeah, if they're all can. electronic, yeah, well, you, that's very hard to hide. But how do you how do you <clears throat> how do you go to a garage sale? We're cashless. 
Mm. Well, you'll have like your square. That's the way you do it. Well, even now, your iPhones, right? There's there's apps in that allow there. Like you can actually tap, mm. use your phone now as that payment device. Yeah. Just tap the card on there. It's got the RFID. I think it's crazy, mate. It's just numbers on a screen. It is risky. But look, back to her, her comment. She she was basically saying this. Would you be prepared? And she was posing a question, not saying that this is going to happen, is would you be prepared to get surcharged to use cash? Why? Well, because you get surcharged now for a service, right? So if you if – you, that FPOS terminal and then the internet connection and the banking service all cost that business money, hence why the business charges you, right? So if that business is now saying, hang on, but if you give me cash, somebody in my staff has got to go to a bank and transact and deposit that, right? That's a cost of doing business. So if you want me to accept that, why can I not legitimately charge you a fee for using That's cash, crazy. because I can charge you a fee for an electronic transaction. But they're, you're they're going to put me out. You the fee you're giving that the me cash. Charging. Oh no, I've got to have a till now. I've got to have cash capability to service that, and that's going to cost me money. So. Wow. That, this is what the current conversation is, that's, right? That's so fucking crazy. Well, because the other question is, is well, how do you pay your armor guards? How do you pay all these things if the bank pays them? Because the bank earns money off the interest we, off the interest of the money we have in the bank. If, and if, making billions of dollars a year. If you are, I believe, if you're like a Woolworths, for example, an armor guard come and take the money out of your tills and take it back, that, that's not a service provided by the bank. That's your paying that as a cost of business. Yeah, right. So what doesn't Woolworths just the bank, take the money banks themselves? Banks don't own armor guard. No, but the Woolworths can just take the money themselves. What, they're going to send a staff member to the bank? That's what we used to do back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, why do you use Armour Guard? Because these guys are shipping millions, right? <laughs> this is not. Yeah, it's not. I don't agree one. with the cashless society, hands down. No, look, look, totally I don't think, don't I don't think it's it. going to go away. But the, the question but it, is, I is, think it will, Jace. If people are using less cash, they're saying that the cost of maintaining cash now becomes an expense. Mm. But the whole narrative of the bank was to be not paying tellers and not paying staff in the background, right? Taking it what, to computers. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So remember back no, in the day... that was convenience. Yeah, that's well, that's convenience. how they sold it to us, right? Because remember back in the day, you get paid, you go into the bank with your bank book and you go, hey, oh, I want to take $200 out. My, my right? pay used to come in an envelope and I yeah. used to have to go... And go into the bank yeah. and put it yeah. in and all that. Yeah. So the banks go, well, this is costing us so much money. Let's go to these people. We'll give you a card for convenience... And you can go and tap it here, tap it there, and you don't have to come into the bank anymore. Was that a smart business plan by the bank? I don't think it was driven by the bank. I think it was driven by the consumer. You reckon? Think of the other way. Okay, I'll go to you. Your, let's see, yeah, your, I understand your, it's a pain in the ass for me to go to the bank. And no, go well, get not even that. Your family's interstate, right? Or you want to transact with a different business. You can turn around and go, how do I send them money? How am I going to give money from my passport? Have I got to go into a bank, take the money out, or get a check written, send that down to somebody? You can turn around as a consumer, like I would have, all right, and I did, turn around and go, this is fucking inefficient. Mm. If I want to send you know, some money down for someone's birthday, yep. like, you know, so actually demanding a better service where I can you know, manage my money, where I don't have to go into a post office or go into a council office with cash to pay my rates. I want to mm. do it electronically. That was, that was consumer driven. But were we charged originally? For what? For that service? No. So why now? It's because, well, the banks aren't stupid. They're going, well, hang on, you want us to deliver that service. That service comes at a fee, and it's a great fee. It's a, a huge that, fee. But that fee wasn't there originally. That was just service to the customer, yeah. which they're making money off our yeah, money anyway. Yeah, well, banks are greedy. Yeah, but, but this is what I'm saying. Why is there now a fee? 
Because there wasn't a fee thirty years ago. Why is there a why is there a fee now? Nothing's changed. It's just electronic movements. Yeah, but they've seen it as an opportunity to make money. Which it's the same with interest rates. Why the why is the margin of an interest rate now between the cash rate and your mortgage rate a a far wider gap? Yeah, so the bank can make money, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if it wasn't independent players, don't think that everything's banks, right? It's not Mm. because in, in the way that like cash transfers between banks is or these services are not actually managed by banks, a lot of that stuff. You know, like OpenPays and all of these, OSCO and stuff, right? They're companies that exchange cash. They're well, they, processing they don't, that. They don't exchange cash with an armor guard. They exchange numbers on a screen. Well, yeah, but yeah, but there's still computer Which doesn't behind cost it. There's anything. infrastructure. Well, there's yeah. coding. There's developing, right? You've also got all the FPOS terminals, right? The Which development the of those, the buys. software on those, the, the you know, um, pay-as-you-go service. Like even when you use Square, right? You go and buy the little Square, you could turn around and go, well, I paid $120 for my device. Why should I pay for the fucking software? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because those guys on the back end do the integrations with your bank. They also do the integrations with your, you know, your Shopify, your cost? website. Fucking it's millions. just writing the software. No, it's, oh, mate, it's, that's, that development's not cheap. Yeah. yeah, but it's not cheap, but it's a one-off. No, it's not. No way. No, no. way. No, no. No, no, software development is continual. Security is development. You're always being hacked. You're always getting well, this new legislation. Well, this is the other issue with cashless society is that what exactly. happens if the whole country gets hacked yeah. and everyone has zero dollars with no recollection of, well, hey, no. you had a hundred dollars in the bank, Jason, you had a thousand, but how do we prove that? Because the banks don't just have a, you know, they're not just a, a home computer that gets wiped, it's gone. No, but they... It's duplicated. There's backups, yeah. there's records, right? So there's ways to value. So you might be impacted, but there is a restoration point. That's going to come. Oh, mate, look, I said Westpac the other day, people were complaining that they logged in and their balances in their oh, accounts were showing zeros. So then what do they do if they have to put fuel in the they, car? Nothing. They can't do shit. Right? It's no different if you walk into a servo and the power's out. That's How do right. you fill your car up? Well, the pump's not going to work. How do you pay at the till? You can't. Right? Yeah, but, yeah. The pa- but the power's not out. You can still pump fuel, but then if your bank's down, how do you pay for how, it? How do you pump fuel? It's electronic, mate. No, no, no. If the power's not out, oh, right, your yeah. bank has been hacked. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I'm you're this. not aware of that. You go in, pump your fuel. You've got your one Bank of Queensland card. You go in and go, and they go, oh, sorry, Bank of Queensland's yeah, been hacked today. How am I going to pay? Yeah, you can't. Oh, you need to fill out this form because if you don't come back, we're going to criminally charge you. Yeah. There's multiple points of what failure in fuck, that system, man. right? Like I said, you know, there's lots of things. I mean, look at the, look at the Optus outage. Banks were still up, but, yeah, any, but the, anyone was an Optus customer. couldn't sell you a coffee. Yeah, because his, his internet was down and couldn't use his That's FPOS right. machine. That's right? Right. So I'm saying there's multiple points of failure in the system. It's yeah. not just getting hacked. Do you remember right? when it was illegal to go out without – I think it was – might have been illegal, but I think if you didn't have enough to make a phone call in your wallet. Really? Yeah. I think there was a law back in the 80s. Right. So if you didn't have a certain amount of money as an adult in your wallet, it was like you shouldn't be out basically. Yeah. You know what's funny though, because another topic, if you talk about travel, you ever seen those um, you know, border force and all these other things where someone rocks up at the border and they're interrogating them in the room and they go, right, so we're interested to know you've just um, you know, flown into the country, you've got a, you know, a one-way ticket here or whatever and you've only got $200 in your wallet. Yep. Um, yeah. How are you, where are you going to stay? How are you going to support yourself on $200? And I just turn around and go, FPOS, dickhead. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. You carry like yeah. I do that. If I've travelled to the US and that, I don't go and change and carry around a thousand, two thousand dollars in US. That's right. Right. I might have some, maybe a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, and then I'm tapping and going everywhere. I'm using yeah. my credit card to that's right to pay for shit in the US. Right. Yeah. So there's going to be a whole dynamic, but yeah, those shows crack me up because that's what they always do. They go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't look like you, you know, you're not carrying enough cash on you, and you go. 
Yeah, I've got. I, I don't in have the bank, to. Wanker. Yeah, I don't have to because you know, we live in a in a cashless or a almost cashless society. Yeah, I, look, I, I really hope I don't see a cashless society in my days. Well, the RBA Not, is saying they don't expect it to ever happen. Yeah, I really don't because it's just, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's um it's taking away, it's just controlling you to another level, really, because they see absolutely everything you do yeah. with the money that they don't tax you on. Mate, well, there's some. Clever- we'll give you the tax. Fuck off. You don't need to see what I do with the rest of my money. Well, there was some. There was some really clever stuff, right? Something happened the other day, and someone asked me the question and how it worked. I'm trying to, off the top of my head, remember this, right? But fundamentally, um, shit, I can't. I wish I could remember the scenario. But some, I think it was like somebody had shopped in a supermarket, and then a totally unrelated business in some way, put in a, a deal or an offer or, or something else like that. I um, can't remember exactly the scenario, but, but this is basically how it works, right? When you go into Coles, and if you've got a, a flyby's cart, yeah. you go and scan your flyby's cart, all of a sudden you're basically saying, hey, look, you know, I'm Jason, I'm mm-hmm. Glenn, um, these are the items that I've bought, right? So then I've noticed this recently because I do a lot of online shopping, but my bought before in my, in my online shopping we had done a like a top up shop and gone, and but we bought some other things that we don't normally buy, like some batteries and you know bits and pieces. And then so I go to do my next online order, and under my bought before is batteries, and it's, mm. it's the exact same product. So what they've obviously done is because I've scanned my flybys cart, yep. they know now this is what I bought, and they've linked it all together. But what had happened in this other scenario? And like I said, I'm just I'm bugged that I just can't remember what it was. But this third party company basically marketed or did something on this. And so, you know, when you always sign up to these things and it says, you know, we can, you know, we can sell on sell the information. Yeah. So what obviously what they'd done is Coles or one of those stores had um, gathered up all of this information you know, and then on sold that to this other business and then the other business has come in and gone, oh, you've bought this recently. Here's another product that complements that or here's something mm. else in relation or something to that yeah. effect. I can't remember what it was. It might have been, yeah, uh, Shit, I just wish I could remember because it's such yeah, a, an right. interesting tale. But bring you know what I mean? Like, so it just goes back to your mm. point about, you know, everything being online mm. is that when you go into a shop, when you're using a loyalty card or a credit card, right, um, obviously the credit card information, they know yep. where you're shopping, the frequency of where you're shopping and how much you're spending in yeah. each of these brands, right? 100%. When you then use a loyalty card inside one of those actual purchases, they know exactly what you've purchased. Mm-hmm. And then all of these companies will exchange that information. Yeah. Right, so everyone's got a really good understanding on exactly you know what your spending habits are, where you're at cash. Even if you're paying for cash and still using your flybys card, that's right. You're still getting that's some, right. You're still getting traced. So data, data is just a big thing. At the yeah, you know, like it's huge. Mm. You know, that's data is is king nowadays. Yeah, right? totally, totally. Um, but well, yeah, the whole cashless society. Like I said, I don't think we'll go there, but I think what we will see, and we've already started seeing it, is is there's less ATMs, so like banks mm. are closing branches or bank, banks. I don't know what bloody banks do any days because I'm hearing stories that people go into the branch and they go, you can't even take coins in there. You used to be able to take the piggy bank mm-hmm. in or these big, like you've brought, I think you had one of yep. 10,000 10, coins. Yeah. yeah, you try to take that in, the bank goes, sorry, we don't do that. No. So how do I put this in the bank? We don't. We yeah, can't. We don't do this anymore. Or other people are going, oh, listen, I need to take money out. The other thing that's interesting is when they want to take money out, they're being asked for the purpose. No, no, the purpose of why. Oh, yeah. 
anything over ten grand, they can ask you. Something they want to know what anything the over ten for. grand, they can ask yeah. you what the money is for. Hold I've on, fuck off! It's my money. I've seen some funny stories on you know, like on social media, where people walk up and they film themselves at the counter and they take the money out and they what's this for? And they go, oh, prostitution. Yeah, yeah, going to have you know, or going to go buy some drugs. Or, yeah, they just give them answers and the stuff like. Just note it down as if it's nothing. But they just going, well, we have to ask. Like, yeah, no, it's not their fault, but this is what it's, government's it's putting in place. Yeah. It's law. Yeah. It's yeah. probably to try and stop, you know, money laundering and, and other illegitimate things. But, yeah, they're really yeah. affecting the majority of people who are doing nothing wrong. Totally, man. Totally. Mate, look, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely a very interesting interesting topic. And I think, yeah, we've seen recently the, you know, the Optus issue and that obviously that story at Westpac and comms yep. that there is a real challenge with, with electronic banking. Oh, totally. Um, and, yeah, I think you can only, um, well, I guess, I don't think we've seen any banks, well, not that we know of, right, they haven't come out and said they've been hacked. Like Optus obviously got flogged in the medical centres. It's oh, just not, time, not mate. Health insurance. But, yeah, if a bank, a bank goes. Well, I, th- I think the, <laughs> the hackers are going, well, we're not, we're not quite at the point where we're going to make a massive impact because there still is a lot of cash floating around. Mm. Wait till it gets to a point where it's 90% cashless. And then if they smack us, it'll put the whole country down, mate. Yeah. But the banks have got pretty good security systems, right? They're not... Oh, of course. Not, but these hackers are pretty here. good too, man. But if you're a hacker too, you can just be smart, right? You just go fishing. You just go through other avenues of, of scamming people, right? Mm-hmm. Selling fake tickets and asking for pay ID or people who yep. run all of those scams. Just send out mass amounts of email with a, you know, a fraudulent receipt you know, from Telstra. Like one thing I get a lot... At the moment, is PayPal things. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your PayPal purchase of two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Blah blah blah, etc. And then there's a link, you know, to Click contact us and other things like that. If you know, but it's that they're, they're really subtle because they're hiding the links, not to say if you have a problem with this payment because that's calling it out. It's basically you know like to see your transaction receipt and stuff like that. Click this link, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be going. Hang on, I didn't fucking make that. And of course, and then let me have a look and see what's going on here. And, Dunk. And away you go, yeah, or they'll send you a fake invoice for a telco that you might be of and you don't know and then you click on the link to, you know, if you pay that way, yeah, you know, I'll go to the website and pay it, put the card details in. Well, yep. it's just a, it's a website that looks legit. Um, so yeah, I got really done good. with Australia Post. Hey? I got done with Australia Post. Oh, you got one of those? Yeah, yeah, and then fucking I was expecting something and it was a fair bit late. Oh, was that like, one of these? Sorry, your your read, address details are incorrect. Read delivery fee no. of a dollar ninety nine. Put in your card details. Four thirty oh. in the morning. I'm like, yeah, no worries. I need this thing, mate. That's a bang man. scammed. Get a lot of those. A lot of them. Yeah, mm. you know, your parcel cannot be delivered because of incomplete address or whatever. Like, you just know that's it. The other one is tolls. Yep. You get your toll is three days overdue. Pay now. You know, you can just see that the language in those things is mm. is not correct. Or, that's right. You know, and at the end of the day, here's the the advice for anyone: if you get that. Don't respond through that message. Go through the official channel. Yeah. Go to the official, you know. Um, Website, call them, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, exactly. So if you think it's, you know, was it not TransLink or what if it's um, who's told these days, linked. Transurban or Linked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go to the official site, log into your account and check the status that way. Don't go in through the, the notification. That's right. But um, it's convenience. <clears throat> you go, I'll just click here and find out what's going on. Yeah, look, and, and the way that it works is it's just a numbers game. It's just turn around. Like if I send out a fake thing saying, look, you're um, – your bank account is um, needs its password reset, you know, for security purposes, right? And I do that up as a Westpac one, right? Pick mm. on Westpac again. Send that out to a million people. Well, there's, there's a lot of people who will be with Westpac, right? Yep. And think, oh, that's legitimate shit. Okay, yeah, I'll click on this link. I'll put my you – know, and I'll go, what's your old password? Yeah. What's your new password? That's right. And you've just given them your old password, your current password. They take that and they log in and fucking go on. Go on. 
Right. It's crazy, yeah. But yeah, that's just a numbers game. Just target mm. target the people, you know. Yep. They do it through like they do some sophisticated attacks I've seen. One is, you know, like these people intercepting email. Mm. I've seen um where people have had their organization hacked and um somebody got hold of the email. So let imagine I got hold of your email, for example. So what what you do is when um uh, an invoice comes through, I intercept that invoice, delete the email. I've got a copy of the invoice. I then go and redo that invoice from the company. Oh, and then wow. I change the BSB and account details to my own. Yep. Then I go back in and then I send that on to you and then you yep. legitimately get it. You yep. open that up and go, oh, that's from... Oh, that's, that's from the- Crimsafe. I'm just going to send that yeah. off. Okay, and then I'll mm-hmm. go pay that to the BSB and then the money's actually gone to the wrong person. Wow. Clever stuff like that. It's not saying so. you got to have your... you got to... Yeah, and like that's very hard up to- with cash. Comes out of my wallet and I pay you, Jace. Direct. <laughs> Very hard and yeah, and you can mm. yeah, dodgy up your bass. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, no, I'm not suggesting you do that. <laughs> oh. Mate, look, they're, yeah, very interesting times. But look, let's end on a, on a I guess, a positive note. Um, heading into Christmas, mm. um, I've got some time off, so we'll probably drop this episode and then one more. Um, we'll have a bit of a Christmas break. Yeah. Um, I hope everyone out there um, gets some time off and gets to, you know, just to. Chill out, enjoy your family. Put your feet up, yeah. Sit by the pool. Relax, sleep, some, sleep yeah, in. Yeah, just do whatever. Do what you I want to get the jet ski out. That's been a yeah, nice. That's been a bit of time, but yeah, you know, I'm going away. Um, so yeah, no interest in doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, man. While I'm away, so yeah, we'll have a bit of a break, and then I think yeah, maybe early, uh, maybe in the new year, January, we'll we'll pick up again. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, so you got a joke to finish on, you know? Oh, oh, Jesus, that's on the spot. Well, come on, we normally finish with one. Oh, God. Recently. Oh, okay. What Go do you on. call a rich Asian? Oh, my God. I hate racist jokes. That's not racist. <laughs> oh, no, it's just going there. Um, what do you call a rich Asian? I know, crazy rich Asian. What's the movie no. title? What? Cha Ching. Cha Ching. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> I've got a. <laughs> Hey! All right. Thanks for listening. If you got through a whole hour and a half of this, thanks again for your support. Thanks for listening. Glenn, as always, mate, great to catch up. Yeah, mate. See you soon. And we take our Mr. Potato angry eyes off now. Ooh. (laughs) We'll just go go back to being happy now. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 